every day they come in and punch that clock, they've got to make that choice to be great. There's too many average people in the world. There's too many people. And I don't like hanging out with you. So our problem when we build our greatness is going to be good tradition. Watch the end of that game. What did you hear that coach and all those people keep saying? They loved each other. They're a team. They all came back for that one thing. They were all pulling in one direction. It wasn't about the quarterback. It wasn't about one D lineman. The whole team had one thing in mind. And they all set out to go be Caledonia Gridiron Weekly 2021 Week 6 Edition. Appreciate everybody that is tuned in and listening this week and appreciate everybody that is uh, tuned in every week and uh, appreciate any new listeners that we have on the podcast this week. Uh, Like I said, as always, if you have somebody that's interested in Caledonia football and uh, wants to keep up with Caledonia football and maybe they can't make a game or maybe they uh, just want to hear some recap on Caledonia football every week, uh, send the podcast their way. Podcast is available on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and will be uploaded through the Anchor app, uh, which is the main link I will share. Uh, so, yeah, appreciate everybody that is tuned in. Uh, I'm going to recap this week. Uh, what a week it was for Caledonia football. Gets a big th- uh, 49-21 victory over Corinth. Um, you know, when we talk about this year and what we talk about the kind of team we have and the kind of players we have, um, you know, they, these are the wins that you, that you do it for. These kind of wins are really important because as you know, like we, we talked about making this, this next step this year, uh, these are the kind of games you have to win in order to, in order to do that really big win and a really, really great win for our players, 49 to 21 Caledonia over Corinth. Um, obviously, like I, like I say every show, I'm going to give a shout-out to all the fans that uh, came on up to Corinth, Mississippi, a two-hour drive up there uh, to watch our players compete. And it was fun. I mean, it was just fun. It was a good, clean game. Uh, it was a fun game. Uh, it couldn't have been a better atmosphere. The weather was great. It wasn't too hot. It wasn't too cold. And, you know, like I said, it, it really makes it a lot more fun for – our players when we have so many people that come up there and support and not only do you guys come up there and support you guys do a great job in in the in the stands of uh, cheering on our guys and um, getting excited when big things happen for our team during the game so I I mean I can't say enough about that I'm not going to say this week that uh, that it was a bigger you know like because our previous road games I I, could have said that well we had a bigger crowd than uh, than the 
than the home team. I can't necessarily say that this week because Corinth did have a pretty pretty solid crowd. They had a pretty good amount of people there for the most part. Um, but but you guys definitely, in terms of excitement, um, made that game fun. And um, you know, for for a game all the way up there in Corinth, and that's. That's like I said, it's a good drive. So appreciate everybody that came on out, and for everybody that didn't, we can we can even feel the uh, the support from back home. Me and Jason Crest are doing the live stream on Caledonia Sports Radio Network on Friday nights for the football game. For those that either uh, can't make it to the game for whatever reason or um, are listening from home, so we uh, we we appreciate that. I think we really truly had our best amount of viewership Friday night for the Caledonia Sports Radio Network. Uh, at one point, I you know, and I do, I wasn't checking it throughout, um, but I, it was about forty five fifty people that that were tuned in, and you know that's considering it's a new platform and we're still trying to build it and let everybody know about it. Uh, that's that's a pretty big uh, that's a that's a pretty big number in my opinion for for people back home that were uh, that's individual uh, that's individual listeners and you know I'm sure obviously there there were some that were listening on on the same device but uh, like I said appreciate all you guys that uh, tuned in for that and thank you guys for making that a success you can stay connected with us at Caledonia SRN on Facebook that's Caledonia Sports Radio Network CSRN on Facebook so. Thank you guys for for making that a success, and thank our fans uh, for for not just coming up there and, and being rowdy and uh, being loud and uh, supporting our team because it's hard not to get excited when when we go out there and and do what we did Friday night against Corinth. Um, you know, I'm gonna kind of break down kind of how that game went. Uh, we jumped out to a quick 13 to zero lead. Uh, early we missed the extra point on the second touchdown and that missed extra point uh, we talked about this on the broadcast it really kind of uh changed the momentum and not in our favor um for really i wouldn't say the first time all year but uh, really the most significant point in the year was in that second quarter of friday night's game where the momentum shifted in corinth's favor uh we like i said we jumped out to that two touchdown lead and corinth went on to score 21 unanswered points in the second quarter uh, had a long touchdown run given up and then had two explosive plays through the air for a touchdown. So at this point, Corinth is leading the game 21-13, and we're at that point where, okay, we can't let this thing get out of hand. We can't let it get out of reach. Uh, we responded uh, with under a minute to go in halftime uh, with a touchdown followed with a two-point conversion to tie that game. We go into halftime um, tied at 21 apiece. Second half. All Caledonia High School, um, we scored four touchdowns, and uh, we shut them out in the second half and won 49-21. to That's just kind of a basic recap of how the game uh, kind of went. Um, but like I said, uh, there was a point in that second quarter where, you know, nothing was going our way. You know, we had committed a few penalties, uh, and then, you know, we took a big blow. We had an injury on offense, which I'll talk about more uh, here later in the show. Um, and kind of our injury update. Um, and, and so, yeah, there, there was a point where we were like, all right, um, we, we really got to dig deep here. And to score that touchdown late in the, uh, late in the uh, second quarter uh, to where I mean, that touchdown was scored less than a minute to go. And we really, for our what, what we do on offense, you know, we, we really are built on slow, steady drives, just uh, steadily moving the football, you know, we, we're not we're not built to go hurry up. You know, that's just not our wheelhouse. Um, but we 
we we did it. We hurried up and we we scored another touchdown before uh, halftime, and then we got that huge two point conversion to tie it up. And at that point, we just went out there in the second half. We made good defensive adjustments, and we won the game forty nine to twenty one. Um, and see, so yeah, I'll talk more about kind of the uh, specific notes about. Um, more about how that game went later on. I'm going to kind of break down the defensive recap for Caledonia. Um, before the game, we knew we had three defensive linemen that were going to be inactive. Antoine Atkins, obviously, that's the uh, that's the senior veteran on our defensive line, and uh, he he was he was still hurt. Uh, it was his second second straight game he missed. Uh, he he was not cleared to go. Uh, Cam Coleman, who's a sophomore, who's another really promising young rotational guy. On the defensive line, he uh, he's also still injured, and Bobby Schultz was also inactive. So that right there, you know, at that point we're we're shorthanded. But you know, like we talked about with the depth that we have, we were able to for two straight weeks now um, continue that dominance on the defensive line um, for the majority of the game. And you know, that's that's what strong teams do. So when you have that depth, guys stepped up. Um, you know, that's big. Uh, Kiwan Wyatt was also inactive. Uh, so you had uh, Antoine, Cam, Bobby, who uh, who weren't weren't playing on the defensive line. And Kiwan Wyatt, who obviously is a uh, is a true kind of dual threat, I guess you could say, on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Uh, so he wasn't active at, uh, at the corner position. And so we had to um, have guys step up on both sides of the ball in place of him. Um, he, you know, all these injuries, these, these, are, these are not season-ending uh, injuries for any of these guys. These guys are all guys that we expect uh, to be back soon. Um, and we'll kind of talk more about how these injuries and how uh, getting healthy from these injuries are going to be huge in the coming weeks. Um, so, yeah, uh, Kiwan White was inactive. Uh, but looking kind of at who stepped up on the defensive line for Caledonia on Friday night. Uh, you had White Inger, who's, you know, he's been – uh, he's really came along there this year. This is his first year on the D-line for us. Uh, he previously was at outside backer. Now he's uh, a defensive end, defensive tackle. So he uh, he played he played well, and he's a he's a really he really aggressive player. Uh, he gets after it, and he he flies to the football, and he just at the end of the day he uh, he he plays with a lot of intensity. So. Uh, you had you had him who's obviously had to step up, and Ethan Ramirez, who uh, who's another guy that's really been 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 one of the starters there this year for us. Uh, but of course, we had a gap to fill, um, you know, with with Antoine being out uh, for our three man front. So Parker Harris has been the guy that stepped up there on the defensive line. Uh, so he's coming along as well. He's a junior, and uh, he is he's coming along for us. And uh, that's kind of the guy that's had to step up the last two weeks, and he's. Uh, he's doing a solid job of that, and you, know, you just didn't, you just haven't seen much drop off there, uh, and that's good, and that's a, that's just simply a compliment to the younger guys who are having to step up there for Caledonia. So, uh, yeah, White Inger, Ethan Ramirez, Parker Harris, we're starting the game on the D line, but we did have uh, we did have some rotation amongst some other guys who play primarily on the offensive line. Matthew Seals, uh, he was you know you remember him, he was on the uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago. He had to step up um, at times at nose guard, uh, so he got some playing time on the defensive line as well as Judge Shelnut at uh, the nose guard position. And you know, at the end of the day, you had guy, you know, guys wore out. Uh, this is one of those games where now we're gonna we're having to reload, and uh, we're gonna have a short week this week. We uh, game game against Tishomingo County is gonna be on a Thursday. Um, so yeah, Matthew Seals, Judge Shelnut, uh, they had their work cut out for them on Friday night, but they stepped up. 
uh, big time, you know, with the injuries that we had. So, uh, so yeah, it's kind of another thing that I wanted to touch on more last week is it kind of hurts us this year that we didn't have a, a bye week. Uh, tr- uh, traditionally, in the past two years, what, the way that our schedule was set up was is that we'd have our five non-district games, then we'd have a bye week, and then we'd enter district play. And that bye week was always really key for guys that were a little bit banged up and maybe going through some injuries to get them recovered. Well, the schedule just didn't work out that way this year. Uh, we went straight from non-district play into district play, and that's really the, the way that a lot of teams are having to do it this year. And I think that, um, you know, so at the end of the day, we're going to be playing nine games. We had ten on the schedule, of course, but um, not having that bye week, uh, it, did, it did hurt us, but uh, we still were able to find a way, dig deep in these, uh, these reserve guys, uh, the guys we kind of had to move around, uh, they stepped up, and um, and so that it's really important going forward and over the next couple of weeks that we uh, that we get healthy in in those spots. Looking at who stepped up for key one at the uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Darius Triplett. Uh, obviously, he's the you know he's he's one of our key really key offensive playmakers. He's really explosive on that side of the ball, uh, but he has played a. Uh, played and practiced a lot of cornerback over the course of his time in high school and so with Kiwan out he he stepped up and uh, and 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 filled the gap at corner and he made several uh, athletic uh, athletic plays there made several key pass deflections in that game uh, so yeah he was um he stepped up big time for us and uh, hopefully soon uh we will we will get Kiwan back and we'll be able to kind of get back into uh into our regular kind of way of doing things with uh you know, the personnel that we kind of started with. But, yeah, Darius Triplett stepped up on that side of the ball um, for key one. He, he played really well. And so defensively, uh, like we said, had a good start to the game. We came out there with two stops, then we uh, two scores on offense. And overall, for the majority of the night, uh, we gave up one big explosive run play between the tackles. But the defensive line was nasty all night, not only in stopping the run, but creating pressure on the quarterback when he dropped up, dropped back to pass. Um, you know, Wide Inger, uh, Ramirez, Judge Shelnut had a uh, when he when he went in on at nose guard, he had a really key sack on the last play of the first half because. Uh, uh, we could tell Corinth was was probably going to after we scored that touchdown to tie the game. We uh, we felt like Corinth was going to you know try and chunk something downfield, and we knew we couldn't give up anything crazy. Uh, Judd ripped right through the def- uh, the offensive line and uh, got a really big sack to close out the first half. So congratulations to him for uh, stepping up um, on both sides of the ball, and we'll, he had to do some moving around on offense too, and we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, so yeah, like I said, with all the injuries we had, we had to move a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff around on Friday night, and that was really what was impressive about this game was just the guts of our guys who had to step up, and and so yeah, that was that was key for Caledonia on Friday night. Um, but yeah, like I said, defense had a good start to the game, um, put up the roadblocks early and often, um, you know, against their running backs, and uh, even on the edge uh, when they run buck sweeps and. Uh, things of that nature. So, so yeah, it was uh, it was a good night for our run defense. And like I said, when you have an injury in the in the secondary, like a key one, um, you know, there, there there was some times early, like in that second quarter, uh, where you know we gave up some explosive plays through the air, and that's kind of how that momentum shifted, uh, and it kind of went into Corinth's favor there. Um, like I say, you know, key one being out, being out of the game, it contributed to that. You had somebody like a, a safety in Karsten Gallet, you know, he. He played 
probably 90% of the game, really the whole game, he was playing on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, he's, he's of course, is, you know, play safety, but um, he plays slot back as well. And with Kiwan being out and not being able to be in uh, on the game in offense, Key, uh, Karsten Gillette did a good job stepping up on both sides of the uh, on the football, especially on offense and in replacement of uh, of Kiwan. But but if I had to, you know, sum up the defensive performance, all in all, um, you know, just like I, I would say for you know down for down, really the last two years, uh, it's been hard to run the ball on Caledonia. Um, but there were just some big plays given up through the air, and at the end of the day, the way that we responded to that in the second half, um, that was that was incredible to go out there and pitch a uh, pitch a second half shutout against Corinth. And you know, Corinth going into this game, they were they, they they had their struggles, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But we knew they had some explosive guys on offense. We knew they had an explosive guy at wide receiver, and they knew they had a pretty good quarterback, and they had a pretty accurate quarterback on some of those downfield downfield throws um, in that game. And and so you know, not just like Corinth. I mean, they they had a uh, like I said, they they had, they have struggled this year, but Corinth, all in all, really and truly had some explosive guys on offense, but we regrouped, we made good adjustments at halftime, and that's not the first time you've seen that this year from Caledonia. Uh, we had some we had some struggles on defense in the first half of game one against Amory, and you saw us going to the half, regroup, and play a completely different football game in the second half on defense. So, so yeah, that's that's really key when you can fix your mistakes like that. Uh, that's 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 really what halftime is for is for allowing both teams a chance to regroup and you know get a break and to come back out in the second half uh, and play better than you did in the first so so yeah that was kind of the the way that went on the defensive side of the ball but you know 21 uh, that's still the magic number for seems to be for this Caledonia defense uh, that's the most we've given up all year we've given up 21 points in three straight weeks but it's it's uh it's like our defense refuses to give up more than more than 21 points in a game so uh, that was that was big for our defense so we'll get more into uh, later how those uh, how our numbers are looking right now averaging uh giving up per game looking kind of at the offensive side of the ball for Caledonia all in all um I really can't say enough about the way we played on that side of the ball uh last week I feel like it we played Aberdeen you saw more most of our points come off of big explosive plays and uh, those yards between the tackles were just hard to come by this week our offensive line did a really good job uh, of stepping up um, Tay was out Tay, Tay at fullback he was able to get consistently about three or four yards and um, a lot of those were you know were coming after contact and he was um, he was just able to consistently move the ball forward, but you just didn't see a lot of negative plays on offense for Caledonia, and that was big. Uh, we we uh, we really probably could count on one hand how many negative plays on offense that that I saw us have all night, just consistently moving the ball down the field. And like I said, this is one of those games we had a couple explosive explosive plays, but it was really kind of the tail of the tape in this game. It's just been the, was just the way that we consistently moved the football. Uh, just consistently, uh, four, five, six, eight, ten, twelve yards, and just consistently move it down the field and one time of possession, and um, and so yeah, that's 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 what we got. That's what our offense is is really built to do, and we also of course have got you know explosive guys at 
at slot back like Darius and Key One when he gets back, who can take it to the take it to the house and on any given play. So, so that was big for for our offense, just the way that we went out there and uh, we just. We just didn't give the defense back the ball that much. I mean, we, we consistently moved it, and uh, we stayed on the field on offense. So uh, so that was big. And like I said, with what we do on offense, you, you never really know whose day it's going to be. Uh, we, it's kind of always dependent on what the defense gives us. Last last week it kind of seemed like in that first half before we suffered injury, it was Key One's day, and it was more of our slot backs day. A uh, week before that it was more so uh, it was more so Tay, and it was more so his – his day, he obviously had a had a career day against Nettleton. A week before that, it kind of felt like it was a little bit of everybody, but maybe more so our slot backs against Holly Springs. And then in week one, it was it definitely felt like it was uh, it was Tay Johnson. So you can see it's never uh, never necessarily the same guy every week. Uh, it's always feels like it's somebody different. It's somebody different's day to step up. And you really saw that in the first half of the game against Corinth. Uh, Dan Wilburn, Darius Triplett, uh, Tay, Karsten Gallette, uh, Anthony Faison, they all carried the ball for Caledonia in the first half. So uh, we spread the ball out a lot. We took what the defense gave us, and we did a good job. Our quarterback did a good job of uh, reading the defense and um, making good decisions with what to do with the uh, with the football. Um, so, like I said, the ball was spread out a lot. Um, you look at what the positions are designed to do. Um, you know, Dan Wilburn. Uh, he he really had a had a career day. Uh, had four touchdowns. Really kind of a breakout day for him. So you know, I, I, if you could, if you were going to say who, whose day was it, you know, I would say it was Dan Wilburn. Um, you know, he he really was consistently moving the ball forward, and um, even when you know the the blocks weren't always there, he did a good job of creating space and uh, using his speed and and shiftiness to create positive yardage for us. And he had several big explosive plays and. Um, for for Caledonia on Friday night, Darius Triplett, uh, he he added to his year. He had uh, two touchdowns. He had probably about a hundred yards on the ground. And Darius Triplett, so so far this year, he's just kind of having that quietly having that good year. You haven't had necessarily that game yet where he explodes and he is the uh, the guy necessarily that takes your breath away. Um, you know, really and truly, he can do that anytime he touches the ball. But um, but really and truly, like I said, he's He's having a really good year. Um, he's just waiting. He's just due for that one game where uh, he explodes for you know 175 from and three or four touchdowns, and that's that's coming for Darius Triplett. But uh, he's got several hundred yards on the year. Uh, Tay Johnson between the tackles, uh, offensive line did a pretty good job opening up um, running room for him. And really, it was the after contact stuff like 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 you're impressed with with Tay Johnson every week. Uh, he'd get hit and he'd just keep on moving and um, keep on getting three or four more yards after uh, after contact. And he he had a touchdown early in the game. Um, so those three, obviously, they were the uh, they were the three kind of big ball carriers for Caledonia. But uh, Karsten Gallette had a few big carries and some some big spots for Caledonia. Like I said, that's the guy that was playing pretty much the whole game on both sides of the ball. So so yeah, that was. That was big on offense. The way that we could kind of spread it out. Anthony Faison had a um, carried the ball. He had a, he had a good carry, and it was really just one of those things that was kind of done by committee. Um, we we took what they gave us, and it wasn't necessarily the same thing every time. But um, but they went out there and and did their job. But the biggest thing to me, 
that stands out about what what happened on offense um, as far as our ball carriers go on Friday night. Uh, zero turnovers, uh, didn't even fumble the ball. So when you can do that, uh, that's 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 what we want to see. That's what's going to keep us in this game. That's what's going to uh, that's what's going to uh, carry us this year. You know, we got to protect the football, play good, sound, fundamental football on offense. So uh, we didn't turn the ball over um, last week. I think we did have one fumble on a on a on a bad pitch. I think, but all year we've done a really good job of protecting the football, and I know that's something that. Our guys practice a lot every week is protecting the football, not fumbling the football, uh, being sound with, with your ball carrying. So uh, so that was really good to, to see us over the last few weeks really protect the football. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, that was that was kind of the, the tail of the tape, you know, was uh, the way we just kind of consistently moved the ball downfield, just consistently getting positive yardage on first and second down. And it, and it, it worked. Uh, didn't didn't give them any more opportunities than we absolutely had to, and we won time of possession. Uh, looking kind of at the injuries on that side of the ball, Tyshawn Graham he did uh, suffer an injury to his ankle in that second quarter of that game. And that was kind of right in the middle of that point where the the momentum was shifting in Corinth's favor. Uh, so that kind of something that contributed to that. And looking kind of at how we. Um, how we kind of weathered that storm with with Tyshawn being injured. He was initially – we put in Parker Harris at right tackle. Second half, we moved some things around a little bit. We moved Judge Shelnut to right tackle. We put Seth Johnson in there at, at left tackle. Um, so, you know, Matthew Seals, you know, pl- primarily playing at the left guard position. Like I said, he did get some playing time at nose guard. Uh, Gage Colley and T.J. Kutzavallis both had uh, played at right guard. Uh, T.J. is a – a uh, junior, Gage Barksdale, started the game at center, and you had Will Chapman uh, play some uh, play there as well. Um, but I think that variety, that variety is big for for our offense. When you look at the way that we're getting some of these guys involved, uh, some of these you know sophomores and juniors and and whatnot, and uh, people that people that will be here next year and people that are the future, and the way that we're gonna be able to get them involved and get them. Uh, quality experience that's that's really key uh, for Caledonia um, so yeah really the you know the biggest thing overall about this game not only do we play sound football but when you look at the injuries that we had and the way that guys just stepped up guys like Parker Harris big shout out to him uh, he stepped up when uh, when Tyshawn was injured and he, he played on defense throughout the whole game um, and, you know, that's a guy that's having, having to step up right now. He's doing a really good job. Uh, and that's another guy, like I said, when you look at the next couple of years for Caledonia, you know, he's he's a really promising promising player that um, is going to be a, you know, is, it really already is, is, you know, becoming a good football player. So uh, guys like him, uh, you know, TJ stepping in at right guard when needed, and then, uh, you know, moving moving our tackles around, putting Shellnut at right tackle, uh, moving Seth to left tackle. Of course, Seth was uh, starting the year at center. Uh, and Seth, of course, uh, you know that's that's primarily where he uh, practiced for for a couple years was was at left tackle. Um, so, like I said, that that could be possibly a little bit of a 2022 preview what you saw in that second half with the way we kind of moved those guys around. So, so yeah, just the just the guts of the team and 
uh, the way they stepped up, even when they were tired, even you know when they were worn out from playing on both sides of the ball. We were able to have that depth, though, to where we could rotate at times. And then there's some spots, like I said, you know, big shout-out to Carson Gallette, who went out there and uh, had a really good game on both sides of the ball, and he just he did what he had to do. So, um, you know, that's, that's kind of really as far as on both sides of the football. That's what it was. But really the, the – the thing I'm most proud of is the way that the momentum shifted in the second quarter. We go into halftime, we're tied at 21 apiece. And sure enough, second half, we went out there and we played really a dang near perfect half of football. Uh, four touchdowns, pitched a shutout, um, everybody carrying the ball, everybody moving the ball forward, uh, protecting the football, uh, consistent pass rush, um, you know, not letting anything between the tackles um, as far as Corinth's run game, you know. And and then, I, you know, you, you gave it – like I said, you gave us some big plays on defense in that second quarter. But we were we were having one of our uh, starting cornerbacks who's still suffering injury, but he will be uh, he will be back soon. Uh, I think the expectation for Kewan White is that he's going to be back next week when we play Morville. I'm not entire, obviously not entirely sure, but I think that's kind of the hope right now is that he can get back in. Uh, at that point, and uh, I think there's a possibility you could probably see Antoine this Thursday night. Um, not entirely sure on Cam. Uh, I think there's a good chance Bobby uh, Bobby will be back back in action, um, and then Cam. Uh, I don't I don't think it's a season end, ending type of deal for Cam, but uh, I think it could be potentially a few more weeks before he gets back out there as well. But um, like I said, the guys that are stepping up right now, the way that we really haven't seen any drop-off, and we're just constantly getting better every week. Um, and so that's that's really big. And and so, yeah, you know, Tyshawn, like I said, right tackle, he, he hurt his ankle. Uh, from what I understand, there there's definitely is an expectation and there's, there's good hope that it, it's not that serious and that he will be back here in a few weeks because I'm just going to put it out there, guys. Uh, in three weeks, we need a grade A health report, and that's not to slight anybody on the schedule, but it is. That's just a, that's just a note I'm making about this year and about this team. We really need a grade A health report here in about three weeks. Um, so yeah, right now, really important to get healthy, and the way that our schedule kind of fell this year, it, uh, it is kind of. I, I'm not going to say working in our favor, but. Um, but it's allowing some time for these guys to get back and um, allowing the young guys to step up and gain experience because you never know when your number's going to be called. And so our guys were ready to go. Um, whether that whether you know it was a guy that was on the offensive line that we say, hey, you got to go in on defense, and they did it. Uh, big win for Caledonia. So overall, you know, and every week I get on here and it seems to be kind of the same thing. Um, I'm kind of bringing up the same talking points, and I like to have variety in the podcast, but. With the consistency with how we're playing right now, it's there's not much variation to, to put out there about it. Protecting the football, playing sound on defense, playing really hard. Play, you know, you see guys out there that want to be out there. So that's uh, that's really what it's all about. Um, looking really at kind of why this win on Friday night uh, was significant for Caledonia. Uh, two years ago, of course, we remember what happened when we went to Corinth. Uh, played them in round one of the playoffs, got blown out 48-7. to seven. A lot of these seniors, uh, they were they were starting on that team as well. They remember going up there, and they remember uh, what that was like to get uh, to get boat race like that and to lose that game the way that we did. Uh, it was tough. Um, you know that was a that was a key year for us in building the program, 
And, you know, just to get to the playoffs that year was was big for our team. And we just ran into a Corinth team that was really good, had a really great team. And they went on to win the state championship. And uh, now the tides have kind of turned. And uh, we're at that point where we have a really senior-heavy team. And these guys were um, were really excited. And, you, and, you, and if you've listened to the podcast the last few weeks, you've heard the interviews I've done. Um, just about, the, I think, the last three or four guys I've talked to had said, you know, we're excited to play Corinth because of what happened two years ago. We're hungry for getting out there and, and getting redemption. So um, that's that's probably the main reason why this win was uh, was significant. It's also California's first win all time over Corinth. Not a team that we have traditionally played, obviously a tra- uh, district opponent now, but, um, you know, we played them two times in the 1990s and lost, and then we, of course, lost two years ago. We're 0-3 all time, so um, – We'll see over the next few years if this continues to be a game that um, that gets played, and if we continue to end up in their uh, in their district. And uh, Corinth District team, they got a lot of tradition. Uh, state championship two years ago, they've won ten district championships. And although they're having a rough year this year, uh, they're coming off two straight district championships the last two years. Um, even last year. Um, you know, they lost a lot of guys last year from that team that we played two years ago. Um, but, but like I said, still won their district last year, and they've won 10 of those throughout the course of their history. So um, to, to be able to beat a team like that, you know, that, that shows you where we're going. That shows you how far, how far we've come along. And um, everybody, you guys saw it. You guys saw it Friday night when you came to the game. Anybody that's listening that was at the game, uh, you, you you guys saw it, and, you, and I'm, I'm hearing people say that you know they're having the most fun they've had at, at, at our ball games than they've ever had, and that's that's pretty good. So it's it's a it's a great day. It's a great weekend to be uh, to be associated with Caledonia and with Caledonia football. So proved to five and zero on the year. That's five and zero undefeated. Um, and so we'll we'll talk more in the next couple weeks, kind of about how um, these potential upcoming wins will set us up historically and what that will accomplish for us historically. Uh, what we're going for this week is a six and zero record, and we play Tishomingo County. Uh, Caledonia has had a six grant game winning streak. Uh, I'm not sure how many times. I just know that the six-game winning streak is the longest winning streak that Caledonia has ever had. So uh, we have a really great chance to tie that this year and to continue to make history this year um, against Tishomingo County. Uh, this game is getting moved up to to Thursday night. And if you if you follow sports in Northeast Mississippi and uh, if you follow follow excuse me uh, high school athletics around the state in general, you know there's a massive official shortage. Uh, throughout the state, there's, there's, they can't get a lot of people, a lot of new people, uh, newcomers, young people, to officiate these games, and that is, uh, that's causing a lot of the high school games to have to be split up, to where some of the games will be played on Thursday night, and so that's the case uh, this Friday night, and I'm excuse me, this Thursday night, and it's one of those deals where you know Tishomingo County is, uh, is awfully close to uh, where we played. Um, at Corinth on 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 Friday night, and obviously this is a game at home, so uh, we're we're in pretty good shape as far as that goes. But you know, Tishomingo, <clears throat> excuse me, Tishomingo County is going to have to drive back and have to get up and go to school the next day on Friday, and that's uh, it's roughly close to about two hours away. So um, that's that's just kind of the way it is. And so if anybody listening here is interested in becoming an official. Um, 
they're definitely looking for them and they're they will definitely if you're interested in getting uh, certified i'm sure they would love to have anybody that is willing to do it right now because we certainly uh, we certainly do not like having to move these games up to thursday night um you know if we don't have to you know i think high school football overall i think that's a friday night thing um you know we played thursday games in the past and it just it just feels odd, you know, because everybody the next day they got to get up and they've got to go to school or work or uh, whatever they're doing the next day as opposed to getting to sleep in and it being uh, Saturday after a game. So it's it's just an odd thing in my opinion. Uh, it's not something that I think that – I don't think the state wants to do it any more than anybody else does. So um, that's what's going on this Thursday night. That's why it's nothing weather-related, nothing like that. It's, uh, you know, we're getting moved up because – uh, you know, the, there's not enough officials to officiate all the games on Friday nights. They're splitting them up, and officials are having to uh, work Thursday and, and Friday night. So uh, that's what's going on. Looking at Tishomingo County uh, and and what's going on with them right now, they're they're entering this game with a uh, one and five overall record. Uh, week one, they had a 33-13 loss to Mantachi. Week two, 52-37 win over Belmont. Week three, a 60 to 14 loss to Baldwin. Week four, a 38 to 12 loss to Kossuth. Week five, a 70 to 14 loss to South Pontotoc. And this past week in their district opener, they fell to the Itawamba AHS Indians 42 to 9. That is uh, how the season is going right now for Tishomingo County. Uh, last two times that we played Tishomingo County, 2015 and 2016, uh, we won those two games by a combined score of 84 to 6. Um, that was the last go around that we ended up in the same district as Tishomingo County. So that's what's uh, that's what's going on here with this game. That's kind of how Tishomingo County looks right now. Just uh, obviously having a rough year um, up there in Tishomingo County. Uh, coach Richard uh, Russo's in his second year as the head coach for Tishomingo County, looking at kind of some of their their playmakers to look out for. Uh, they got a senior quarterback. His name's Blake uh, Counts. Uh, he, he's uh, he's handling quarterback, and appears that he also is spending time a little bit at wide receiver. And uh, I don't know if that's a wildcat formation type of deal they set up, or um, they have somebody else come in at quarterback. But he um, not only is he He's the quarterback of this team. He also, and this is really a wild, wild stat right here. He also is leading his team in receiving yards. Uh, that's now, like I said, just like I say every week with these stats, I can't be a hundred percent. I don't want you taking everything I say about these stats as the hundred percent gospel truth because all I know is what I'm getting off of either Scorebook Live or Max Preps, and I'm gathering as much information as I can from newspaper articles and and that kind of stuff and and just from the news um so that 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 was what was entered and it it said that was through six games they've played six games it said six games played it said blake counts uh leads the team in receiving yards he's got four catches for 100 yards and one touchdown Uh, that probably a lot of those yards came on one one play if i had to guess but he's got four four catches on the year and he's also their starting quarterback he's completed 46 percent of his passes 256 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. Uh, their lead uh, running back appears to be uh, Chandler Williams. Uh, he's got solid numbers this year. Uh, 85 carries, 469 yards, seven touchdowns. And, you know, that that that, that appears to kind of be their, uh, their guys on offense. So 
Uh, those are their leaders in those in those categories. Yes, same guy as the leader in passing yards and uh, receiving yards, at least according to uh, to Max Preps, which is the only place that I can uh, truly find some stats on Tishomingo uh, County. And you know, we, you know, it's it's a it's a struggle to get these stats put up every week for these for these high schools. A lot of times, coaches are having to go back and uh, base it off of film and just kind of eyeball it. So. Um, you know, and that's – I know that we have we have our own stats. They're not uh, published online, but our guys definitely have an idea of where they're at as far as yards and uh, touchdowns, tackles, sacks, that kind of thing. So, see, that's what uh, that's what Tishomingo County is going to look like. Looking some at some of their numbers this year, uh, giving up 46 points per game. They're averaging scoring 19 points per game. Uh, Caledonia is entering this game scoring 43 points per game and giving up 17 so you kind of you kind of do see a, a polar opposite there um you know this is a this is a situation where um our guys are going to have to just come out there and continue to be uh, competitive and we can't overlook anybody on the schedule because when you do that next thing you know it's um you know it's it's 21 14 at halftime and you're like well this is a closer ball game than i thought it was going to be uh, so that's why we have to kind of continue to go out there and do our jobs, and you can't overlook anybody that you uh, that you play. Um, kind of looking at what the keys are going to be for this game. Um, honestly, I think it's important that we get healthy this week. Um, you know, like I said, a lot of those young guys you saw against Cor- uh, Corinth, I think you're going to see a lot of them step up this week. Um, we're in this. We're in every game to win it, and that's something that uh, I know. That's 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 how we're gonna how we're gonna approach this game. Uh, we intend to approach this game and approach every snap with uh, the same intensity that we did last week, and uh, the same intensity we would if we were playing in the state championship. Uh, that's just the way we're gonna do it. Um, but it's like I said, it is important to get healthy this week. This is uh, like I said, you could see Antoine Atkins out there. Um, not 100% positive on that, but uh, really over the next couple of weeks, that's going to be important because there's a there's a big clash coming in three weeks if we continue to handle business um, that'll be um, historical potentially for many, many, many reasons. So uh, things continue to line up, um, you know, that, that'll be the case. But 1-0 every week is what we preach, and I know that's just – uh, a cliche you hear a lot when you're talking about high school football. That's just the way it is. I got you know we got to go out there, dominate from the first snap of the game. I think it's also important that our guys improve uh, in the secondary this week. Use this week for, uh, like I said, Kiwan is expected to still be inactive. Um, so, you know, guys like Darius on the defensive side of the ball. If we can get them a little some more reps on that side of the ball and uh, continue just to kind of allow them to improve with the X's and the O's. Jeremy Emerson as well at corner because um, you never know when his number will be called. I expect them both to see them both at cornerback this year. I mean, excuse me, this week at uh, excuse me at home against Tishomingo County. Um, that's, that's something that I think will be important going forward um, because the next two weeks after this game, we'll, we'll play two teams that, that don't mind throwing the football around. Uh, we got to be prepared, prepared for that. So, um, like I said, more rest on both sides of the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, we'll know what we kind of have got as far as injuries go going into this game. Uh, we saw in the second half against Corinth, once we moved some things around on offense, kind of what worked and um, what kind of stuck on that side of the ball. Um, you know, like as for instance, we moved our tackles around. I think that was a, I think that was big, and I thought 
they played really well and they they really did what they needed to do so um I, you know i wouldn't be surprised if you go out there and uh, you see that personnel this week um like i said antoine questionable uh, cam most likely still out i believe tyshawn will be inactive in this game uh key one uh expected to be inactive in this game um, but like I said, all those guys, it is very important to get as many of them back as we can here in the next uh, next three three weeks. So, um, like I said, we've just got to we just got to get better. Uh, the younger guys that are stepping up right now, this is big for them. When you look at the next couple of years and and this year, just getting better, uh, getting better in the secondary, uh, getting better at what we do. Um, so that's really what it's going to be this week. Um, Looking kind of at uh, at the district scoreboard, of course, we've started district play now, so we're all playing each other. Uh, of course, Caledonia 49, uh, Corinth 21, a big win for us. Um, Itawamba 42, Chismingo County 9, Shannon 50 to 20 winners over Moorville. Looks like Shannon's starting to kind of figure some things out um, this year. They've kind of struggled out of the gate. Um, they struggled in their non-district slate, but – uh, looks like they're kind of starting to pick some things up and gain a little bit of momentum. Uh, that's definitely not a game that we can overlook later in the year by any means, because that's a team that uh, we really would uh, we really would stand a good chance, and we really would. Uh, I think our guys will be extra motivated as we've struggled with them over the last few years. And uh, so yeah, they, they look like a team that's kind of starting to figure it out. But that's the district scoreboard for this week. I'm gonna do that every week at the end of the show recap. Uh, the scores around the district as we uh, – here we are. I mean, this is district play. We're absolutely in, you know, the most important part of the regular season right now, and every week matters. Uh, really, every week to a sense is win or go home at this point because you have to uh, you have to handle your business at this part of the year in order to set yourself up in a better position once we get uh, towards the playoffs. And playoffs, look, we expect to be in the playoffs, but we also can't assume that because we've been in the playoffs the last two years uh, that we can just show up and expect to be in the playoffs. We've still got to go to work every week. Obviously, I think we have a lot bigger aspirations for this year than just getting in the dance and just getting in the playoffs. I think that um, – and that's another, that's another quick thing I want to address. Uh, when we look at what we uh, – what we aspire to 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 do this year um you know people have asked me several times recently do you think we'll make the playoffs this year and i do think we'll make the playoffs year i'm confident in this team every week the way we're playing right now i mean they're constantly proving to me that their hard work has been worth something and i try to explain to people you know the the mindset of this team i mean we don't just you know show up and 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 fail to do the little things right and expect to be in the playoffs, but we do expect to be in the playoffs. Uh, we do. That's an expectation now with our program that we're going to go handle business and we're going to be in the playoffs. Um, but this year we have something to prove to uh, to everybody, and not only can we get in there, that we can do things that this this program hasn't seen before. Uh, things like hosting a playoff game and things like uh, you know. Um, winning playoff games things those things that have not happened so that is what we're looking at this year i failed to mention until right now i meant to mention earlier in the show we do have an interview coming with wide receiver jeremy emerson a senior wide receiver jeremy emerson i meant to mention that earlier he's coming on the show uh so i'm going to kind of segue into that now so like i said uh got an interview with him uh coming up here in a second so uh, appreciate you guys for tuning into the podcast this week i'm going to kind of 
going to shift gears to that interview uh, now. So thank you guys for listening to this podcast. It will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, uh, Anchor, which is where this will be uploaded. And uh, just stay in touch with Caledonia Football at CalHS Football on Twitter, Caledonia High School Football on Facebook for all your Caledonia Football updates. And for the Caledonia Sports Radio Network, we will be coming to you live. If you can't make the game Thursday night, we'll be coming to you live from Caledonia as we host Tishomingo County for district game number two. Please stay tuned for our interview with uh, with Jeremy Emerson, and we appreciate you. We're listening. now joined by Caledonia wide receiver Jeremy Emerson. Jeremy, appreciate you coming on the show, man. Appreciate you for having me. Uh, this is your first year playing football for Caledonia. Uh, i got to ask, what was it that made you join the football team and start playing football? Because I know you've played basketball, but what made you start playing football? Um, it was just my senior year and being close with all the players that just wanted me to play, and, you know, just might as well. Yeah. What is it uh, – you know what is it about football? Because I know, like you said, like basketball's been like your main main sport for a while. But um, what do you think it is about football that uh, that can make you better as a basketball player? Uh, just the aggressiveness and really lifting weights and just everything pertaining to football, like the hitting and stuff like right. that. Yeah, I gotta ask. So, what what is it about basketball that your time playing basketball? What do you think that's doing? This made you a better football player this year. Um, probably my stamina, like running up and down the court the whole time, has definitely helped me in football with the running. Right. You're playing wide receiver in our offense. I mean, it's, um, you know, probably 90% of the time you're blocking. How, how is – tell me how, how that goes for you. Do you enjoy it or um, is it uh, – like you said, obviously it can help you with the aggressiveness in basketball. Um, how do you uh, how do you feel like your skill set kind of uh, helps you out there with what we do on offense, a wide receiver? Uh, you got to constantly move your feet like that really helps with like basketball and sliding. Right. And on defense, you got to constantly move your feet. Right. As far as football, you know when you're blocking, you got to constantly move, constantly know your opponent's at. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's one thing about our offense, and I think that's probably why people may be like uh, skeptical about coming to play wide receiver forces. Uh, that's pretty much what you're doing most time. We're running the ball 95% of the time, you know, and, and so it's uh, pretty much as a wide receiver, that's uh, that's kind of your job most of the time is to block. Um, what about on the defensive side of the ball? And is there, a, is there a side of the ball that you kind of enjoy playing a little bit more, offense or defense? Oh, I kind of like offensive more. Yeah. Okay. Is there a is there a reason why? Or is it you just are still learning on defense and still kind of – new to it so there's a lot I know there's a, a lot more goes into it so is that kind of par- partially why it is is kind of uh, you're still trying to adapt to it on defense I mean offense is like each play you, do- you block a different person right so it's like you never know who you're going to block and then you know you might get a few routes every now and then so I just like the combination of both yeah and when we went downfield this year I mean we went to you a couple times and you know that stuff downfield I and mean, most of the time in the past it's been uh we've had plays designed specifically for uh slot backs uh to get the ball in their hands on a on a route but uh really the wide receiver it is most most of the time what they do is block um you know what's that like feeling like you know even as in your first year knowing that when we go downfield and take a shot and we tried it the other night uh, that they're going to you and the ball's going up in your hands oh it feels great it's just when you see the ball, you just kind of make a play. Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Is that uh, is that have added pressure to you knowing that most of the time oh, you're, yeah. you're kind of going to end up ball, ball in your hands? Um, playing corner, um, we'll probably have to have you step up. You know, key one's hurt, and 
um, over the next two weeks. We'll probably have to go to you a little bit more there. Uh, are you p- p- kind of prepared for that challenge at, at corner? Yeah, I'm prepared. I feel like corner is more of a mindset. You got to know your opponents at another different defense, so it's more of a mind thing. Right. So this year, uh, now I know you weren't playing two years ago, but uh, you know we we just had a big win Friday night, beat Corinth, and really fun game. But two years ago, uh, we went up there and they they whooped us pretty good. Uh, what was that like to just get to experience that with your team, a win like that, knowing what it what it meant to everybody? Uh, knowing how it meant to everybody before the game, it was just a great feeling being right. a part of the team, just yeah. in that atmosphere. Yeah. Um, has there been a what game we've played so far, like at home? Um, which which one was the most fun to you? Um, Homecoming for sure. Really? Yes. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty good game. Uh, that was a big win too. Um, going forward this year, is there a game remaining on the schedule that maybe you're a little bit more excited for than the others? Or they kind of just all go hand in hand for you? Uh, probably Shannon. Shannon, why is that? Because I know how their basketball team is, and their basketball team is really aggressive. So mm-hmm. I just have a feeling that their football team is going to be aggressive as well. Yeah, yeah, Shannon. That's that's a game that we can't really overlook. Like uh, we look at the, you know, I think a lot of people around here have the game against Etowamba Circle because they're a really good team. But Shannon's a Shannon's a team that um, they're always really aggressive and they're always really athletic, and they're that's always a interesting game i'll say that when we play shannon um is is there one kind of game where you think maybe on defense you'll have to step up a little bit more probably uh, probably more this week um i think it you know like i said with key one out and everything uh, we're having to have a lot of guys step up um are you excited this week for this this game and what's um when if your number's called on defense uh, are you kind of ready for that yeah i'm excited and i'm ready for defense, like I feel like I'm going to have to play more with Kiwan being out. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we're banged up right now, and it hurt us not having a like a bye week this this year because we typically um, we'll have a bye week. Um, so obviously, like I said, we got a we got a really good team this year. You guys are really kind of exceeding expectations right now. Um, the way we're playing right now, I think we set ourselves up in a good position to you know make a postseason run and. Um, that's something Caledonia has never done in football. We've done it in other sports uh, occasionally, but uh, football has just never had that success. What what would it mean to you to look back and say that I was on the team that uh, that kind of like changed Caledonia football? Uh, it would be great because I'm just trying to help out any way that I can. So any small thing that I do matters, and I'm just trying to help out this team any way that I can. Uh, a long playoff run would really really feel great. Yeah, and especially getting to do that at home because you know. It, Every time, you know, when we have uh, been able to make the playoffs in the past, we've always had to go on the road. And, you know, it, it never ended well. We've never won a playoff game. But uh, what would that be like to get to, like I said, not only play in a playoff game in your, you know, first year as playing football, but to get to play in, play in one at home? It would be great because our crowd really helps us out in the atmosphere. Yeah. I know it would be definitely be packed. Yeah, it would be. Um, that's another thing I wanted to speak on. Uh, we had a lot of fan support this year. Uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think it's going to be? I'm actually going to talk about something else for a second. Um, what do you think that it's got to be this year that uh, brings some of those same fans to basketball games? Mm. Probably just the way that we play. Yeah. And how aggressive we are. Yeah. And get after it. Yeah. 
yeah, for people, because when you win, I mean, people people start coming and people will come support you. And um, I think that's, you know, that's probably something that, you know, we probably use more of in basketball. But, um, but yeah, we're having, like I said, we're, we're in the middle of a really good year. Um, you know, when you look back on this year, um, was there – or I'll say this: When you look at like our the games we played so far, was there one player, one moment that you felt like really kind of defined this team this year so far? Really, last game, Corinth, we had players banged up and hurt, and we still came together to get the win. Yeah, yeah, it showed a lot of guts the way that everybody stepped up because so, you know we had a lot of players injured, and um, you know it was one of those things where a lot of younger guys had to step up and. Um, on offense and defense so I think that that you know said a lot about the kind of team we are the way that we persevered and um, kept playing um, what do you what do you think this team has got to do this week because the game is you know moved up to Thursday um, having a short week of preparation everybody everybody's wore out from um, Friday night's game so how do we keep that same focus this week against Tishomingo County Really just stay focused and practice and just be mentally sound and knowing your number's called and what to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, we've had to do it. You know, this year we played Nettleton. Um, you know, we had a short week. Nettleton was on a Thursday. Um, so that's, it's, it's always tough, I feel like, when you've got to do that because you don't you don't get as much rest. Um, you know, you don't get as much preparation, I'll say that, as, you know, as you would if you were playing um, Friday and then next Friday. But – um, yeah, it kind of it kind of can hurt us in a way when you you know you you play on a Friday and you got to turn around and play on the next Thursday. Um, is there is there one guy on offense? Or is there one guy that you're just maybe just on our team in general that you're kind of waiting for to have a breakout game this year? And you think is in store for a breakout game? Uh, really, Mike and Brantley Dolan. Really? I feel like any of our receivers, if you give them a play, I feel like they can make it. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, like we talked about, like most of the time, y'all are just blocking, and and that can it can get repetitive. But uh, at the end of the day, even our offense, I mean, it it can't be done without people that you know block and um, and people that you know are selfless. You know, because blocking is one of those things that people don't people that consistently are making good blocks. They don't get probably enough credit that they should, but. Um, you know that's that's really key to the team. Um, do you think that, uh, like I said, going back to like the aggressiveness we were talking about, like with uh, you know how like blocking and stuff like that, it can make you a better basketball player. Um, are you? Are do you think that kind of the uh, the experience you gained from football this year and kind of like I said, like what it's done for you as a basketball player? Do you think that'll maybe help you maybe as you try to like play at the next level? Oh, most definitely, it will. Are you hoping to play at the next level in basketball? I am. basketball? Is there any place you're looking to play in particular? Uh, no place in particular, just whoever wants to offer me. Right. Well, we wish you best of luck. I think that's about all I got for you. Uh, appreciate you coming on the show, and good luck Thursday. Thank you.